Hello and welcome to this episode of Seablue Smarts. My name is Helen Brown. I am co-founder and director of Seablue Marketing and joining me today is an old colleague of mine, Michael Evans, who runs a business called Beyond Consulting. Michael, would you like to say hello to everybody, tell us a little bit more about your, your background and your business and who you work with? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Helen. And hello, everybody. Thanks for the opportunity to um, speak on here. So my background really is in technology and telecoms marketing and business development. So um, starting over sort of 20 years ago now, working up through large corporates, Intel, Vodafone, those kind of size businesses. So a lot of knowledge and a lot of capability and experience gained from those uh, businesses. So on that side, it's that, that real marketing and business development skill kind of part of what what I do. Um, and then following on from then, I was um, invited to help a colleague from Vodafone set up a business to sell and implement CRM systems um, and that was 2008. So we grew that business up um, and then I stepped away from that business in 2015 following um, a couple of um, years uh, having had leukemia. So I just really decided after that I just wanted to step back, reevaluate where things were going, think what I wanted to do and I just realised that what I wanted to do is just to focus down on some of the core elements of what I've done over my years, what I really enjoy doing and bring those into a, a business model. And that's what Beyond Consulting is, really. It's um, taking those skills from marketing, but also the systems side, the, 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 the sales automation and the marketing automation and bringing that into clients. Um, so essentially helping them build their capability around marketing lead generation and, and business development and nurturing those into into customers really amazing thank you and welcome um so yeah talking about systems and crm i'm glad you said that because funnily enough that is the topic for um today's cb smart session so it actually came from um so cb marketing runs something called the confidential marketing advisory group which of course i can't tell you anything about because it's confidential only joking, but I can tell you at least the topic of it. The marketing leaders that we had with us last month raised to us lots of questions about CRM. And the scenario was really, let's say you're a new, you're a marketing leader and you've come in new to a scaling business that probably has some historical CRM system and or data in place, maybe automated, maybe completely manual. But for whichever reason, whether it's directed by the CEO or because you're bringing that to the table, the marketing leader is saying, well, actually, we need to um, to improve what we've got. We can make it better. We need to help ourselves now so that we can then grow faster as and when we start to drive our demand generation and, and win customers. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then lots and lots of um, questions kind of ran forth for the next 90 minutes of that session. And I thought, actually, let's take her take those questions away from here ask who I know is a, an expert in this to, to really help us understand what does it take to, so, so I guess first of all, um, what is right for a business? What makes it right for you versus yeah. not right for you? Because obviously what's great for a corporate is not great for a scaling business. Yes. Yeah. All the way through to you know how do you implement it and then how do you make it a success? So um, of those three areas then, obviously the logical place to start is how do you know what's right for you? How, how does a 
marketing leader create a shortlist of systems and on what what basis do they select that system? Yeah, okay, so definitely the the right place to start because um, first of all, the, the the vendors for these systems, let's let's just get the elephant in the room out there really is they're so great at their marketing. They, they know what they're talking about. They know how to sell their systems. They know how to sell the dream. Um, they've been doing it for many, many years and they invest a lot of their money in, in doing that to, to gain their own customers. But the reality is that, um, as you say, one system is great for one business, but might not be ready for yours, might, might, might not be right. You know, you've got different processes, you've got different approaches, you've got different goals in your business, you've got different types of customers and the way that you interact with them. So really that 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 first piece around understanding is what you want to do is um, a it's about clarifying the term CRM and what does what you actually mean by that because some people talk about CRM as the whole marketing automation and the sales automation piece and customer care and then some people think it's just the sales piece so it's really important that if you're going through this project you need to be looking at those main key customer engagement stages that you look at and, and that you're managing um, and understand from your point of view, what's your strategy? You know, what's your three year strategy going to be and what is it you need to do to be able to reach there? What are your barriers that are in the, in, that are in the way and what are the kind of goals that you need to be hitting? And what are the measures that show whether you are hitting those or not? Because because really these these programs of improving or implementing new CRM or marketing automation, it's not actually about the technology. It's actually about your process and the way you go about engaging with customers and how you make what you do internally the most efficient and effective process that you can. Mm -hmm. um, because essentially you're looking to personalize every engagement you can learn from the data that you get from that and make sure that everybody you employ within that sphere of the marketing business development area is utilizing their time to add most value mm -hmm. not you know admin and running reports and these kind of things so yeah the starting point is what's your process and what does it need to be to help fulfill your strategy and your goals um, and what about the difference in expectation um, and requirement from a CRM solution between a business that has high volume, low value, so you're going to be having a lot, a lot of um, prospects and leads coming into the top of the funnel that you need to then manage in a more automated way versus a business where you know, each individual sale is six figures plus you've got everything is a face-to-face -face sale. What, what are the kind of core differences and what things you should consider or look out for in those two kind of you know extreme scenarios? Yeah, so I guess putting the, putting the marketeer hat on and that early stage business development piece, in each of those scenarios, there has to be some kind of um, nurture process taking place. You've got a, a qualification process. There's got to be that um, opportunity to double check is this an is this a a, a, uh, a customer an opportunity for a deal that we invest time face to face time with you know for a salesperson mm -hmm. um, once you've got that piece in place really then you're looking at for that high volume you really want to start automating as much as that as you can coming through um, 
those high volume ones are typically more standardized um, product sales or service sales um, where you can kind of route people into the areas of product that they want and down through the funnel um, whereas yeah far more time directly needed face-to-face uh, -face interaction with um, those larger ticket sales because each one has such a so much of a larger impact on your overall your overall um, goal, de goal delivery. Um, so in terms of actually systems, from one side, you might be looking at making sure that it's got a good e-commerce type flow through, and you're, you're, you're really focusing on how that interaction through other channels, like non-face-to-face channels is, is, is taken and managed. But in reality, the majority of the systems out there, even at what people consider as the more entry level of the market have got so much capability these days they really have they come on leaps and bounds from having to spend hundreds and thousands of pounds on these things because there's such an opportunity in the market and 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 it's just a repeatable piece that they're doing essentially um so it's just comes back again to thinking about what your process is and when you're going through the action of thinking about which systems do we want? It's about making sure that they can uh, uh, perform some of your core requirements, really. Mm -hmm. um, and does it, is there any right answer to whether or not it should be a single solution between your marketing activity, running marketing campaigns and a sales CRM or, or separate? Because obviously providers do offer both of some really great marketing tools out there. But there is a view from some people that you just like to have everything in one place, saves having to integrate the two technologies. So have you got any kind of perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, a single solution is always better. I mean, even down to the fact that the single invoice is coming through to you, you know, rather than having multiple suppliers to be working with. And yeah. um, if one updates something and it doesn't quite get updated and changes some kind of integration, you, you, know, you always need to be considering those kind of pieces. Um, but in reality, you might find that you've got some capabilities in each of those different systems from different vendors that you really need in your business. Or part of what they're offering, say, in the marketing is is just costs way too much for what you need. However, you like the sales part of what they do. So there are all those um, other factors to come in. And again because these systems have been around for quite a while and people will want to either pick and choose between a different vendor for each one or go with the same there's plenty of integration for them between systems they've kind of got used to the fact that that's just required in the market um, it's a blocker to their own sales if they don't provide that ability to integrate with them and you know processes are typically quite common Mm -hmm. Do marketing to generate leads, pass leads into mm -hmm. the sales automation platform for to be nurtured a bit and then passed into sales. Mm -hmm. it, so it's it, more it's to a, do then with your own preferences and also what yeah. which solution gives best value for how you want to use it as a business. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But, but as you kind of alluded to, there are plenty of platforms which do both really well, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially for small medium-sized businesses mm -hmm. uh, so yeah okay. very all good. right and so 
because I'm thinking back to the advisory group and the questions that were asked there. So once you've got, you've, you've made your selection, you've had a shortlist, made a selection, you think you, yeah. you know who you want to go with. What's actually involved in ripping out the old and implementing new? So assume that there has been a previous um, CRM in place, so there is some data there, there's a database, there's been some simple marketing activity happening in terms of email campaigns. From a planning perspective for that marketing leader in that business, how much time really should they be dedicating to making this transition? What What is it going to take to make it work? Yeah, okay. So um, first of all, it comes back down to looking at what, what do you need to do for your business? Where does it need to go? What are the changes you're making and what are you missing with what you've currently got? Um, just a note on that. There are, there are quite a few instances where people feel they need to change system when actually they don't. They just need to review what they've currently got and re-engage with a partner and say, actually, we've reviewed our process and these are the changes that we need to make. Also, that's important simply because some people come into a new come into a business with a bias on what they've used previously. Now, overall, for the business, it's not always great to change system. Um, so just that's a consideration at the start. But um, it comes around, as I said, what are the new things, functionality, capability, however you want to class it, that needs to be brought into the system? Um, and then spending time analysing the data that you've got in the system, because that's one of the key issues people come across is dirty data, mm -hmm. data that's either out of date hasn't got the right information against it, missing information, um, isn't aligned to how the new business wants to work, um, doesn't have the right tags or filters against it or the right information about how um, contacts or um, different leads have been engaged with previously. Um, all that information should be cleaned up first and that's your starting point because that gives you a really good idea of where you're going to go from mm -hmm. and uh, how you then move forward and actually what's missing versus your new you know the, the new processes you want to follow because it's all about this whole process is actually about gaps and gains so what are the gaps that you're coming or the blockers that you're coming up against to achieve your goals and what needs to be done to get past those barriers and what are the big gains you're going to get from that? Because that also helps you just kind of digressing slightly, but that also helps you justify why to choose a new system or not and which functionality to go for, why to spend a bit more on a certain area, simply because you've got it there, black and white. It shows you we need this because it's going to help us deliver extra revenue, help us increase lead conversion, help us reduce time to create reports or whatever it might be. And that's what we need to reach our business goal. Um, so in terms of time, it's about, you know, spending probably, a you know, I don't know, a month's worth of effort, at least to, to set the scene on knowing exactly where you're going, why you're going to do it and what the state of the information you've got already is. And that gives you kind of your size of your project, really. Um, but you've got to get that that first stage right. Otherwise, you'll trip over yourself as you go through the even those initial stages of making the changes. You'll start mm -hmm. to trip over yourself and it will delay and 
people will start grumbling about why haven't we got the system sorted yet what's the progress those kind of things yeah that makes perfect sense you've almost got to go slower to go faster in the long run and actually thinking through to the kind of the next step of once you've actually done that first month or six weeks or whatever it is of actual implementation it doesn't end there does it because like it's like a behavioral change it's a change program asking people to do things in a different way so there'll be a combination of people who've used the old system for a long time and you into the business but as you defined you know purpose of moving to a new system may well be because you need better processes so it's not necessarily just the button that you press to get the result that's changed but it could be your whole sales process yeah definitely And, and success only really comes when you're delivering value to the individual user um, you can't implement a new system and just tell people you've got to do this. It just doesn't work. It, it, it. No matter how you know how much you use a stick, you know you're just not going to get it, and you're not going to get the right information. It will just fall apart. So it's really important to to focus on making sure that a you've got a decent representation from the users within the whole project process to start with so they feel that they have been involved with making decisions around what needs to actually be done and then making sure that when you're starting to um, roll out through the testing and then through those initial um, couple of months it's about making sure that there's real value delivered for themselves how how are you going to help those users what is it that um, helps them achieve the the results that they want the better results through the marketing activities that do better generation of leads or, or whatever it might be you know save them time on a Thursday afternoon creating Excel spreadsheet reports on all these kind of things just make sure that you're simplifying how they work um, and that's really really key that's one of the key things that you need to do and that that's around this adoption piece because you won't get good adoption if you don't have that. Um, and, and when you, because I know you support some of your customers, different stages of this process, but for some all the way through, um, like at what point after implementation do you feel like it kind of falls to then BAU and, and, and it's not a project that needs, um, you know, extra weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, whatever the cadence is, focus and sessions to help embed support and drive the right behavior yeah so there's kind of two parts to that you 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 have to start relatively slowly so stepping back through the process of where you've got to with what you need to do that gaps and gains piece helps you prioritize as well you might actually have quite a simple project to do that's absolutely fine Um, and especially you'll find with marketing automation platforms themselves there's very little background configuration to be done. The the work actually comes in when you're starting to set up your campaigns, mm-hmm. get your contacts in, working that whole piece out. Now, the, the reality on that piece as well is don't expect this to be a magic wand. Having that system, that new marketing automation system won't suddenly make your marketing team, you know, a, a, a amazing. They, they need to apply their marketing capability and their skills to the system. Um, there is a there's a great quote from a guy called Grady Booch, who was um, a really clever guy at IBM. 
and he <laughs> he had this phrase which was a fool with a tool is still a fool you know <laughs> you can't just put a tool in and expect performance to completely um change overnight mm -hmm. it doesn't happen so you must think about if you're trying to improve your marketing output you must think about your people their expertise their capability and then they will use this system to deliver that capability mm -hmm. so that that's that's absolutely essential you have to do that but coming back to it in terms of um getting that site set up it is around making sure that you have your whole process flow coming through end to end and you've developed those campaigns and you just start off with some simple campaigns get people used to using the system and that might be as simple as um, creating uh, one of your um, downloadable assets and and a, a form a download form that goes on your website and an email campaign out to your customer base mm -hmm. to promote it really quite simple and just start to work with that get used to how that works how do you actually link things up and then how will that then push the lead across into the crm as an opportunity for the sales team to work on mm -hmm. and then just grow that over time the key thing as well is looking at the reporting because the, the ability this gives is rather than you having to review every single thing you do every single month or whatever it might be mm. it gives you those key things to look at oh hang on a minute this one here didn't we didn't get the click through or the open rate or whatever that we would expect to get through what's gone on there what's happened there as opposed to spending your time on everything you can really focus on those hot spots that need to be either improved or shining and really good oh let's do that again that worked really really well those kind of things um, so in terms of how long that takes give it time it's going to be several months because you then got to see like any process with marketing and sales you've got to see where those leads go what's the what do they turn into what business do they turn into what's the feedback from the sales team about the a great we've increased by 20 percent the number of leads we're putting in but what's the quality of those yeah. that's key um but then the other side of it is this is a never ending should be a kind of a never ending process because your business will evolve and you need to evolve these two connected systems the marketing and the way you employ that and the sales automation should evolve and improve with your business um not you know notwithstanding that the vendors that are providing this will come out with new features as well you, you want to keep on top of those because they'll give you increased ability and what kind of support do vendors give do they come to the table with one-on-one -on -one support um, yeah our business uses hubspot hubspot um support is excellent even if you just use google to find articles videos and everything it's fantastic yeah. presumably they all have something similar yeah yeah you know they, again they've been in the market for ages they're really yeah. smart they want to reduce their support costs so they put out there as much as they can around the common issues the common questions youtube videos all this kind of stuff to train yourself on but in reality for the small and medium businesses i've found that the more entry level whether it's hubspot whether it's um uh mailchimp or zoho which is a i 
I found is a very good platform. They will be really, really attentive to you if you need help. Um, I'll give you just a few examples on Zoho. I've had instances where I've been helping set systems up for um, clients of mine and there've been sort of something which is a bit, you know, off the wall that we need to do report on or a, or a different capability we need to put in there. Literally that their, their chat function, they're, they're with you in, within about a minute asking a question, what do you need? Mm. If, they, if they can't give you the answer straight away, um, even if it's complex, like you need an extra piece of code written or something like that, mm. they'll go off and do it and email it to you. No, no, no extra cost. Mm. It's, it, you know, it's amazing. And, and I don't know, going back to when I started with CRM systems, you'd be, oh, okay, so the day rate for this is extra and we're gonna, we're gonna be this many days. It's transformed so much. So mm. to answer your question, there is a huge amount of support that you will get from that level of vendor mm. already. Um, now, that's not to say that they'll lead you through every single part of the process of setting up from the start. That's not what I'm mm. saying. You might want to look at a, um, a partner to help you with that especially if you don't want to have to take people away from your day-to-day -day business within mm. your own business to do mm. it. Um, but ongoing, the support structures are really, really good. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think what I um, what what has kind of sounded out the loudest to me in everything you said is actually where we started the conversation with how do you know which system is right for you? It, it isn't actually starting with a short list of systems. That's phase to the starting yeah. point is actually what do I need what is my process today and what do I want it to be most importantly yeah. in the future and that involves sales marketing and service stakeholders depending on your business mm -hmm. structure because actually for all of those things that you've talked through if you aren't clear on what you need you you won't be clear one on, on what, which is the best solution for you but yeah. equally from what you said when you come to implement it you actually won't get the best out of it yeah because whatever the capability is you'll, you'll be stuck in your previous way of working yeah. so therefore the transformation has not transformed you yeah well yeah. you just got to think about some of the key key kind of stakeholders i guess or decision makers that are in it number one when it comes around to it um and you're engaging a partner they're going to want to say okay so what do you want how do you want this and it, it can't be just a a few notes on the pads mm. they're going to either have to lead you through it or you're going to have to supply them with something quite detailed for them to commit to a cost mm. to, to implement it if you're not going to do it yourself mm. um, and then on the other side you've got a finance director or a CFO or whatever it's going to say okay so what do we get out of this why have we done this mm. what's the reason for doing this um, I've just started working with a, a, a client to help to kind of an, not turn around but they've had a system in place for five six years and hardly only a small part of the business has been using it and i spoke to the um finance director the other day and he said the thing is we've been paying for this for five six years now and we've seen very little value out of it we've really got to get this sorted mm. uh, and that is one of the risks that takes place if you don't go through those processes at the start to really understand what you need and why you need it then it's a bit doomed to fail anyway all the way through so mm. yeah like you say don't just go and say oh i've got this um, person i used to work with and they've been using x y and z system let's get that let's sign up to it mm. it's not the right way to do it mm. it's really not um, 
and it's such an opportunity for you to review your processes and that's value in itself mm. even if you got to a point and you said actually we can't we can't invest at the moment mm-hmm. but we know now if we make a change here in this process and a change there in that part of the process we're going to get some gains yeah. anyway yeah and presumably because if you're at that moment in time where you're thinking about changing something to give you more capability you probably at that point in time are looking at greater growth or something has changed in your in your strategy yeah. or you've got new investment. So it yeah. is, as you say, the perfect time to get um, all the stakeholders from the business involved in talking about what's it needed, is. what will success, what will yeah. it take to be successful. Yeah, yeah. just something you t- touched on there, that all the stakeholders involved. So, so the key thing is to make sure that this is, success will only come as well if you've got kind of a bit of a mandate from tops down. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you, you can't have a sales director or above that or a marketing director or above that still cobbling together Excel spreadsheets with reports and send and taking them to board meetings. That is mm-hmm. just a completely wrong way. As soon as, uh, uh, you know, someone in your marketing team or a salesperson finds out that their data is just going to get put into an Excel spreadsheet anyway, they'll stop doing it. Why should I do it in CRM if my boss isn't doing mm-hmm. it? You know, either you're going to be serious about this or not. And yet again, you know, saying the same thing again, it comes back to you showing why we're we doing this. What are the gaps and what are the gains? This is why we're doing it. If we don't do this properly as a business, but if we can't get buy in based on that. Well, you've got to question why you're doing it. Yeah. Or it's not the right time to do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, so actually internal people need to make the time and allocate the resource, whether that's internal resource or external, to make the project a success, just like just like with anything, with any yeah. new new programme. Yeah. And that comes back to one of the things I said at the start, which is the vendors sell a great story. Mm. You can't just hook everything based on, oh, they said it can do this and we can do that. And I've seen a case study that says they increased lead generation by X and mm-hmm. Let's just get this one. You know, no, mm. it, that's not that's not the reality. Yeah, a very good, a good, a good cautionary note to end on. I think that's that's yeah. really useful. And certainly from the conversation that we had in the marketing advisory group, that's covered a lot of the the questions for really practical Super. implementation and and approach. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Mike. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, and if anyone wants to sort of contact you and put some more questions, if they've got anything specific, then if they let you know, and you can pass them on to me. Yeah. Amazing. Well, gee, thanks, Michael. Take care. Bye. Bye.